Hey friends, you're listening to Worst Show Ever. I'm your host, CJ Boyd. I'm here with Andrew Barr. We're in Montreal at the Barr Brothers studio. We're outside. It's a really lovely day. It's been beautiful day. shitty the last couple days, yeah. and today is really nice. Uh, you just got back in town. I yeah. did, yeah. I don't know where you were, but it was kind of miserable. I don't know where I was either. I can't even remember that. Yeah. I do know it's a, it's a glorious day in Montreal. It is. Yeah. Really blue skies. Lovely out. So we're sitting outside. Andrew doesn't have a lot of time, so we're going to get right into it, but just to say, so a lot of times on this show I try to think, oh, how long have I known this person, whatever, and I was like, 99, 98? We've known each other so long that when I just saw you, you said, yeah, man, you don't remember? I just, I saw you at that uh, Putin place. Uh, (laughs) I was right behind you. That was the last time we saw each other, and then we did the math, and it was 10 years ago. Right. (laughs) Right. That's how long we've known each other. That was the last? Wow, that's a trip. Like, nine years ago. Yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah. But uh, I first saw you guys play The Slip. In Oakland? Oakland. I remember walking around Oakland with you one day on a, on a, on a gorgeous day and taking yeah. in the, the flora and fauna. Oh, I think, yeah, I think I saw you guys play Yoshi's and then you were maybe staying with uh, Bruce. Is that, am I remembering that right? Yeah. And I, I didn't know Bruce, but I had met a couple people at the show, including KT. Yeah. Uh, I just met at that. You I just think, met. KT. I think I had met Sarah, KT's friend, yep. and met KT through Sarah. And I was there by myself. I think I was just passing through. Right. I don't even know if I was playing a show because I was I was in college at the time. I don't think I really had toured at the time. So I think I was just passing through Oakland mm. and saw that you guys were playing and made a detour to go see you guys play. Right. Uh, at Yoshi's. Yeah. And KT's grandmother was there. I remember that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Um, and you guys are still... There's been many bad gigs since... At least, would you say, three or four? At least three or four. Okay. You're just going to tell about one. Not every... I mean... Every bad like gig. Like I said, we, we don't have years. enough time. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, a lot of bad gigs actually are just emotionally devastating because of your... you for some reason you just feel like you didn't play well and people were depending on you and you didn't cut the mustard or you didn't get up the energy or you missed a crucial part but those aren't really great stories right because there's kind of you know varying degrees of what makes a a worst gig ever sure yeah so the story shall I shall I begin thusly Um, actually so what I was going to talk to you about was the gig itself was actually great Okay. So it doesn't quite qualify as the worst gig ever. No, the, that's like a subcategory on this show. Yeah, okay. I, I like a lot of, like, okay, the gig was fine. The gig was fine. <laughs> but it was getting there. <laughs> okay. It was getting there. And actually that even opens up a whole other wormhole of infinite stories of bad getting theirs. Yeah. There's but, a lot of bad getting theirs and a lot of bad post-show hangs. Yeah. These are other subcategories. Oh, man. Oh, they're starting, the stories are starting to come. <laughs> like when we followed, the, there was one Uber fan who was the worst. She, she just was wasted and yabbing to us this isn't the story I'm about to tell right. but we got in the car at the end of the night the van to follow our friend back to his house and we drove like 30 minutes into the woods following our friend when we got there we realized we'd followed the wrong car and it was this uber fan who'd been heckling <laughs> us in the middle of the woods in Wait, like heckling? Oregon yeah she was just being obnoxious and heck- just the she kind was of, a fan kind of worse. she was like, a fan but a heckler a heckling fan a heckling fan you know yeah <laughs> And we followed her 
and we had this was before cell phones right, and right. GPS. And we had a map, and we'd follow this. Person. Where were you? We were in uh, Arcata, California. Okay, yeah. Driven way out Love. of the woods, and she was like, "You guys came, party!" <laughs> and we we're like, "No." <laughs> okay. So that was a bad after after gig. Right. So this story is that's a bad, not the story. That's not the story. Okay. This story was when I was going to perform with Lassa de Sella yeah. in Paris. Um, Which, the last time I saw you was, was at right a Lassa de Sella show. Right, yeah. here in Montreal. Yeah. Yeah, this was going to be this, this, this ultimately was the second to last show I ever played with Lassa. Which makes okay. it, in some ways, the worst gig ever. Okay. That alone. But also, it was a wonderful night. However, the day before, uh, it was Mother's Day. And that, the night before that, I had been performing with Marco Benevento in yeah. Western Massachusetts. Spent the night at somebody's house, um, got into Boston with enough time to have lunch with my mother, and then get on my way to this four o'clock flight from Boston to Paris. Saying goodbye to my mother, packing my things, I realized I didn't have my passport. Ah. Gigs the next day at six o'clock. And I start freaking out, and I realize I left my passport in Western Massachusetts at this person's house we stayed at. Okay. So I call this person's house. Her mother answers the phone, and did you wish her a happy? I wish her a happy Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah, she's very pleased. We spoke for a minute, and then I said, "Listen, I have this emergency. I have a passport that I left in a coat in your living room, and I need it urgently to get this flight." And she thinks and thinks, and she says, well, you know, there's this farmhand that lives down the street who might be willing to do it. And so I, she gives me this guy's number. I call him. We agree on a price for $150. He's willing to drive it okay. to me. But at this point, I've missed my flight from Boston. So I look, and there's one flight left that night that will get me there. It's from New York City. So this farm, the, the farm boy <laughs> drives, <laughs> drives in his truck As to meet wish. me on the turnpike. <laughs> okay. And... We, we meet up in some mysterious parking lot on the turnpike. He hands me my passport. I race to JFK to get there. I didn't have a credit card at the time. I think it was my late 20s. So I somehow was able to get two, like $2,000 cash out of a cash machine with multiple ATM cards. <laughs> Went, and I said, I need the next ticket to Paris, France. And now we're talking like red eye for a gig that's the next day. Yeah. And they sell me a ticket and then they say, okay, we, you know, you have your ticket. Now we need to look at your passport. You look at my passport, and the guy says, this passport's too tattered. We can't accept it. You have to go to the embassy tomorrow and get another passport. Oh, and I said, shit. this is impossible. I have to play this show. <laughs> There's no, no way. Like your picture itself my was picture, messed up? My picture, yeah, it was like crumpled. It had been, it, fair enough, it had like probably been through the washing machine and okay. lived in my pocket not, for years. Not but because of the farm boy. Not, had nothing to do with farm boy. Had nothing to do with any Mother's Day antics, it just, champagne. It was just on it was its just, way out. Yeah, it was on its way out. Okay. But nobody had ever told me that. It had always passed through yeah. fine. So I went through everybody at the airline. And finally, I talked to the superior and they, I'm looking at the clock and the plane's boarding in 30 minutes. Yeah. I'm saying, I, I have to get on this plane, really. You have no idea how important this is to me. I've just bought this ticket. And they make me sign this three-page document saying that when I arrive in Ireland, the plane went through Ireland, that when they send me back, because they were sure they were going to send me back right away, customs, that I wouldn't hold them accountable. So they would, you know, I would have to buy another ticket. So I signed this paper, and now I'm looking like, they've convinced me in seven hours I'm going to have to buy another $2,000 ticket to come home. Oh, Jesus. But anyway, I signed it, 
and I'm running to get on the plane and I realize my only hope might be to get some super glue. So I'm kind of praying there's some super glue in one of those little airport <laughs> magazine stores. Wait, to super glue the passport? Like to the super picture? glue, yeah, because what had happened is the page with my photo had come off of the main oh. booklet. So it was just kind of flying, come off floating in the wind. Completely. It, like, come off completely. The page itself was intact. But it was off of the. It was no longer the book. connected. It was no to longer the... connected to the book. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. At first, I thought you just meant it was. I mean, tattered. Tattered doesn't quite do it justice. Okay. I guess. Tattered and torn. Yeah, it's it uh, tattered the, and torn. The page is not connected. Page to is the... not connected. Yeah. It's like in there on the binding. Because really, you could just stick your picture in another person's passport. I guess if you were trying to. You, yeah. I don't know what the point of that would be, but. Yeah, you could. No, you could do some. You could do some sneaking around. You're trying to sneak. They knew. But, but you know, I was bound. I was back ba- It was bound. Still, it was still in the book, just completely uh, flapping. If you could see me now, my finger, my hand, one hand's on the other, <laughs> in the L-shaped fla- flapping. So, luckily, one of these magazine stores sold super glue, crazy okay. glue. So I'm like, okay, this is my ticket. I'll glue it down. Okay. So I get on the plane. I wait till we're about a half an hour in the air because I'm looking at my passport and it says tampering with this passport is a criminal offense right it's like a federal offense yeah so i start to freak out i'm like is this tampering right is this a federal offense are there i mean it's cameras I'd say it's probably tampering i mean <laughs> i would say it would be the definition of tampering yeah this you sounds sure you like want to have this story on a record <laughs> you're you're a felon you're admitting to a oh. felony right now i have a different passport now this passport okay <laughs> so I go into the bathroom because okay. I'm like I'm not going to do this in public right you don't want to commit a felony yeah. in front of everyone yeah <laughs> you're going to commit a felony that's one thing I know you go to the bathroom <laughs> so I go into the bathroom and I take the passport and I put it between my knees uh, and then I open the page up so I can really get a good grip and I put a bunch of glue on, yeah. the, on the, the back of the, the booklet and then with two hands, I grab the picture page, I pull it nice and tight, I'm putting it down towards the book, and it rips in half. The, the My picture page tore oh. in half, straight all the way to the back of the book. So now a problem that wasn't that big of a deal, all of a sudden, I've got a fully torn passport page yeah. with my rip, you know, ripped picture in the middle. So I spend like an hour in the bathroom with crazy glue. <laughs> <laughs> I no, think I... No, the upshot is it's a long flight. It's a right? long flight. I Although, had free wine. I think I even <laughs> opened the bathroom door for a minute and got a white wine. Got like, it in there. Excuse me. Uh, can, I get a, can I get a drink in here? <laughs> I love that you're in the airplane bathroom for an hour. Yeah. I'm just like... Having some trouble in here. <laughs> I think wine. some wine would help me out. <laughs> Pissing my pants. I'm so scared. Because right. now I'm scared, actually, that I'm doing something highly illegal. Right. So, I glue it down to the best I can. I'm sweating. The plane lands. I grab my snare drum. I grab my cymbals. I'm like, okay, you know, they're going to send me back. Get in the back of this line in Ireland. Get up to customs. Sweat pouring down my brow. Irish customs guy takes my passport. Doesn't even look at it. Stamps it. Awesome. Up in Ireland. I'm yeah. in. I'm in. <laughs> awesome. Then. Like to Paris, no problem. They don't even need to see the passport. Right, cause then, yeah, you're in the EU. And yep. <clears throat> Get to the gig with like an hour to spare. Losses backstage. Oh, hi, how was your flight? Yeah. You know, great, <laughs> no problem. I'm, I'm here like I said I'd be, you know. Right. 
I, I told you I could play another gig and be here, no problem. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Played the show. Yeah. Partied all night. Like, just, you know, drank wine at this uh, lovely place, La Frette, a studio in Paris. Got back in a cab at 5 a.m. Flew back to New York to meet up with Marco. Yeah. To continue tour. And when I got to the U.S. Customs, flying back... He said, your passport's pretty torn up, son. I think you, uh, you need to get a new one. We don't care, but when you fly over to Europe, they're going to give you a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. like, thanks. Get that taken care of. <laughs> and so the gig was great, but that was my, that was the most I've ever, that, that like is burned in my brain as yeah. one of the most highly stressful gigs oh, of my man. life. And it's, I mean, I was actually just talking to my friend Catherine about this today. Like, it, when you cross the border, of any border, even just between the U.S. and Canada, it really depends so much on who you get, right? Like oh, they, yeah. They can decide to just be a bastard and, and put you through the ringer, or they can be like, yeah, looks, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, what I kind used, of music do you play? Right, right. I used to have a passport where, for whatever stupid reason, I decided to take the photo when I had, like, a joke haircut. Like I, I had like a Fu Manchu and like a like completely bald and then a mohawk. Oh yeah. And I think I was like gonna shave my head anyway. I don't know why. I don't think women do this. I think guys do this. Where you're like, well, I'll give it a day of like a stupid mustache yeah. or something before yeah. I, before I shave entirely. I had just done that and then happened to realize like, oh fuck, I need to do my passport. And it was like, oh, should I? Now it's fine. And yeah, then, it's fine. And then, you know, for like 10 years, I had a, this like shitty passport photo. <laughs> and it was mostly funny. They're looking funny. down. They're looking at you. They're looking down. And I had not considered that, that because yeah. I don't look like that normally, that it would be a problem. And occasionally, I would be at a at an airport where they're looking at it going, I don't know if that's you. Yeah. And actually, Sir, could you please cover up your Fu Manchu? Right, right. I have to, <laughs> exactly. But I, the worst time I got was actually not an airport, but at a train station. And I, I hate the way that the UK sort of treats itself as so separate from the rest of Europe that just taking a train between Brussels and London, it's a train. And like yeah. any other train in Europe, you just get on the train. Yeah, and as long on. as you get on before the doors close, you're fine. But with the UK, you have to go through customs just like you were taking right. a flight. And that was the one time where they like pulled me aside and they were like what's your address? Like, asking me all these questions to see if they could trip me up that I was trying to use someone else's passport uh, and, like, really detain me for, like, a good 20 minutes or something, which is not a lot. I mean, I get detained a lot more. No, like 20 minutes is, like, two hours in your brain when you're, when you're detained yeah. in a... Well, I mean, I get detained more than that every time I cross the Canadian and American border. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm always driving a big van. Yeah, yeah. And there's, there's been lots of times where that was an issue. But this, this time, where it just because it's a train in Europe, I just... I'm so used to just no customs whatsoever yeah, like yeah, sure. occasionally you'll be on the train and like some border folks will get on and be like can I see your passport but it's like you're moving yeah while it happens so right. it's not even really detaining you yeah. it's just or you have your car so you're like well whatever my car's not going anywhere yeah. but when something's about to leave and you're looking at your watch you're right like, I gotta get on this like, thing this thing like, is leaving yeah. I didn't give myself enough time for this yeah. I thought I would just need to show up and you know Yeah. so yeah it depends on yeah, I once got held up at the Canadian border. They pulled me in for like an hour. And yeah. It was like right after they had learned how to use Google. Okay. So they were just yeah. following all these threads, you know? <laughs> right. And somehow they got from, because I had told them I wasn't coming to, 
do it, you know, anything. I was just coming to see a friend. And they somehow got from Andrew Barr to The Slip. Yeah. And from The Slip to Nine Inch Nails. What? And they had, and then they drew Wait, the line, Nine, Nine Inch Nails. Nails. No, but there <laughs> was a, <laughs> they made a record called The Slip, Nine oh. Inch Nails, in like 2007. And they were like, so they got to Nine Inch Nails, and then they remembered, oh, Andrew Barr's a drummer. Well, he must be the drummer in Nine Inch Nails. So they came out after a long time, and we're like, we know who you are. <laughs> we know who you are, drummer from Nine Inch Nails. Next oh. time you cross, you should tell us that you have visas, but that you're just not playing now. And I, I was like, okay. No problem. <laughs> and I went on my way. I was like, wow. Yeah. I had almost the exact opposite thing happen where, because in the, you know, they've changed it now where if you come to Canada as an American, if you're playing a small show yeah. that's not really going to make a bunch of money, you could just do it. Yeah. But that's only been the last couple of years. Totally. And before that, you had to lie and yeah. see if you were going to play a show, say you weren't. But there was one time where I. I would lie on the way in, but then I wouldn't lie on the way out because I figured right. they don't really talk to each other. They don't talk to each other. And better to not lie if I don't need to. Yeah. And so, but there was one time I'd come to, I played maybe like four or five shows in like Ontario and Quebec. And then I was coming back into the States and there, the, the U.S. customs, they're like checking me out. And it's like, so what do you do? What do you do? What's your profession? And I said, I'm a musician. And the guy kind of like looks me up and down and he's like, like, what do you do professionally? And I'm like, yeah, I'm a musician. He's like, you don't look like a professional musician. <laughs> and I like, okay, I'm going to bite my tongue. I'm going to just like, yeah. this is still, I mean. It's like more Bon Jovi. That's thinking. what I was trying like, to think. And this guy was like, he had like a sort of a jarhead kind of like military haircut. Yeah. And looked kind of like he thought he should be in the military, but yeah. didn't make it or something. And so he's the border guard instead. So I'm. I'm sort of like imagining like what music do you listen to yeah. and what what do musicians look like to you and all I could think was like yeah maybe like hair metal yes yeah, or got like, a superhero like tights. like yeah. serious yeah some leather jacket or like yeah. I don't know bangs I didn't have sufficient bangs I have no idea so next time you cross the border <laughs> yeah. you went out the next time I went and that's what's funny is because on the Full way red leather yeah and the way on the way into Canada I'm usually trying to downplay. Like, oh, I'm not like right. a real musician. Yeah. I mean, I'm, a, I'm just I'm a gardener. I'm playing I, some friends. I have some gear just because I'm gonna record right. with some buds. You know, yeah. no money's being yeah. exchanged. Wearing Nothing overalls. to worry about here. Yeah. And then on the way back, to be like, you're not, you're not <laughs> legit. Yeah. You're full of shit. You yeah. know? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. yeah. Borders are pain in the ass. Borders are pain. Yeah. Just the whole traveling part of music. It's it's where you get into trouble. Yeah. It's, where, it's where it can get stressful. Definitely. Man, I know you gotta run. Yeah, thanks. So, thanks for being on. Yeah. And we'll see you. Good to see you. See you another 10 years. See you 10 years at, at another pretend joint. Okay, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Have a good game tonight. Thank you. Yeah. This episode of Worst Show Ever was made possible by the Patreon pledges of Dewana Flyman, Meg Roberts, Christina Perez, and Evan Quayberg. If you'd like to support this endeavor, please go to patreon.com slash worst show ever.